Happy Hemp CBD gummies are a great way to get your daily dose of CBD in both a convenient and a discreet manner. They're available in peach rings, gummy cherries, sour gummy bears, rainbow ribbons. They've got all the flavors that you would ever want. They've even got sugar-free and vegetarian options for you. It's a great product. Get Happy Hemp is the product. Make sure you shop them today. Just go to the link in the scroll on the bottom and you can uh, save yourself a little bit of money and get the CBD gummies that you need and deserve. Get them today. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and joining me today to talk about a brand new project, a brand new band uh, that is going to be launching in spring of this year, but they've released a single now called Revolution, is uh, the band is, is Panic Boom, and I know I'm going to do this, I'm going to call it Planet Boom 400 times. <laughs> Probably, so, yes. We still do as well, don't worry about it. <laughs> but joining me right now is... Um, the longtime drummer of Saigon Kick, and he was in Skid Row, and for 33 seconds, he was in the Bullet Boys. And he, and <laughs> 32, in, 32 yeah, seconds. Exactly. But he, of course, is the great Phil Verone. Phil, how are you, man? Oh, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. It's um, it's good to see your name back in the rock world, man. The last time I heard, yeah. I thought maybe you were done, you know, with the yes. whole Bullet Boys thing. It seemed like you... You know, that that went bad, and I think I remember reading something about, well, I'm retiring, I'm done, I'm out. You know, yeah. now you're back. The the bug got you again, no? Yeah, well, I have to say one thing, and, and I, I, I did, like, a public apology when I did the retirement thing, and that was just, you know, I was just so overdramatic about it. But basically, I was out with Red Dragon Cartel, Jakey e. Lee's band, and, man, I had the greatest time with that band i love jakey i love those guys but but um i i it, it dawned on me that i'm not invincible during that tour and right. my body was aching and it was just like one of those things where i i was in so much pain i think the pain got the best of me and sure. uh in an emotional sense i kind of you know lashed out at drums and music and just and and did everything that was wrong which is never react on emotion but but you know but but I was I was really in pain at the time and and uh, so I do apologize to everybody about that and I've apologized to the band numerous times because it's embarrassing, um, yeah. But uh, but I took some time and ironically uh, it was like as soon as I did that COVID hit, um, right. so it's like we, we had no choice anyways at that point to stay home. Uh, but yeah, I I but during during the time right before COVID really kind of came into play. Um, uh, a friend of mine gave me a call and said, hey, would you mind playing on this song for me? And it was during his birthday. And um, it was a bunch of guys, local musicians, and Mike Barney was playing guitar and all these other, you know, rock stars and stuff. And I said, sure, I'll come down. You know, only sure. for him would I right. do this. Um, and I played and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Maybe I was <laughs> overdramatic. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I started playing again. And I decided... Though with the retirement 
announcement, which was ridiculous, I would actually put together a documentary of the last 30 years, you sure. know, and, and, and that, because I, the last documentary I did was called Waking Up Dead. And right. it was out of control. It was, you know, four years on the road, just watching me kill myself, basically doing drugs. Right. Um, and now I wanted to celebrate as a as a sober person, as someone who's alive, you know, right. I wanted to celebrate my years drumming and, and, and not only celebrate it with just on my end, but but talk about people who really meant a lot to me and did incredible stuff for me um, during during the, the, the career. And even way in the beginning, uh, when we talk about Panic Boom, the Panic Boom band are lifelong friends of mine. In fact, sure. the guitar player, Tony Cortese, was in the first my first band ever in 1983. Wow. Uh, and, and he was, yeah, he was my, he was the guy that I give total credit for the way I play drums. And um, I say that because he was very patient with me. Because I'm, I was awful, you know. In, in '84, when you start playing drums, I was right. terrible. And he had the patience. This guy had such patience, and he would always push me and go, "Hey, man, now play something different. Go outside the box." And he really was the guy who sat there and worked with me. And we, uh, uh, I, I would just play stuff and just, and and that's what I, I wanted everybody to know, like someone like him that that isn't um, a rock star, but probably had the most impact on my life other than my first friend uh my first guitar player who we just jammed tom reinhardt who's still my friend sure who you know like and, and these are lifelong friends and i wanted to celebrate that and that's how panic boom got back together because we actually formed in 1994 right and uh once once um when i left saigon kick i wanted a you know cool band and i got my buddies at the time and we did some demos for atlantic atlantic passed on us and uh, and I just asked him to do me a favor 30 years later and said, hey, would you guys want to redo one of the Panic Boom songs at the time called Revolution, which is our new single? We wrote that 25 years ago. Um, yeah. And we decided to re-record it. And I only asked him for that song. I said, you know, let's just do one song. And that song turned into a full record. And okay. uh, I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, that's how it came together. It wasn't planned. It wasn't anything. We just kind of, you know, hey, let's see what happens. And we couldn't stop writing. It was really incredible, you know. So that's did, where we're at. So did it feel did it feel the same? I mean, you guys have all obviously had a quarter century of history between yeah. you. Everything has changed, you know. I'm I'm assuming not just with you, but with them as well, you know, yeah. completely from when from the nineties. You know, how right. how how did it gel? Did it gel automatically? Did you guys kind of have to really feel each other out or did you well, just no, it, it was it just you know that was the funny part about it because it really was like we call we call our band the the hotel california of bands right so you check in but you're always a member you never right. check out so we picked up right right where we left off it was bizarre you know um now chris mcclernan who was in saigon kick with me right. he's in the band as well so i mean you know we have the rhythm section from saigon kick in this band so that helps because him and i are you know uh uh been playing together for 30 years so it, it was it was just a natural thing. It's like we just picked up where we left off. And and what had happened was is this great um the songwriting and this uh just this love and respect for one one another. It was just something that was uh and during a time like COVID, which was really a hard time for everybody, not just us, and we lost some great people and we lost our friends and and, and our families and and you know this band um 
we we just kept on writing and and just stayed positive and did something you know that a lot of us weren't part of in other bands which was love and respect and you know and being part of something because even with our other bands you know you, you not everybody's writing not everybody is you know our 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 friends in the sense that you got each other's backs it's there's no egos in this band there's nothing it's like we just we play music and everybody writes the songs when you see if you look on 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 revolution you'll see every name on that song because every one of us wrote it and that's what it's about you know there's no more egos there's no more of that bullshit with you know oh i wrote this and i'm gonna put my name on this um so it's really refreshing and so no it was it was and and but here's the funny part we have not been in a room together since 94. the band oh, wow. is scattered all over the place okay so we did this record because of technology now that's what the funny part about it is and I, like when you talk about like what's different between 94 well technology clearly you know sure. we have um each one of us has a studio in our house so we would play i i do the drum tracks i send them to chris he plays bass on it we send it to the guitar player he plays guitar on it randy the singer who lives in la he would come here to vegas because i'm in vegas and he would come bark on the songs but it was pretty cool we haven't been in a room together so it's uh outside of zoom like this we would do stuff like this yeah it's pretty cool you know sure now now you obviously i think you have probably the most professional experience either you or chris but i'm thinking you because of the other bands as well do do they rely on you to kind of drive this train or or are you no. guys really truly a four-part everybody's in on every decision band yeah we are actually five guys but we okay. are in every decision yeah um and and it's actually very cool that way because we we um it, it's such a band I, I like i can't explain it other than it's such a band because not only do we the reason why we rely on five decisions is because we respect five decisions and majority is going to win you know that i mean that's how it works in anything but 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 every decision is based on everybody's input so and if somebody is really really against something well then we'll dump it you know but but if you're talking about okay like when we picked out our, our our logo you know we had four great choices so it wasn't like anything was bad it was just like okay which one do you lean towards and one guy wanted this one is and um and and for the most part we've agreed on everything it's been very like calm and and i guess it's because we're doing it without it being a career if that makes sure. any sense you know mm -hmm. where before there was so many like elements that were hooked to the machine you had management and record companies and and uh, egos and bullshit. and today it's like we all have our career we all have other careers sure. and we're just kind of doing this the way we always wanted to like just as friends and, and and as a hobby and if it hits it would be so great then but if it doesn't we're still proud of the work we're not you know we're not going crazy trying to get a hit song here we just mm -hmm. we feel that the the music is is good enough that we want the world to hear it and our fans and that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it and we're doing it ourselves i mean it's so the technology is so great this way uh right. you know we have um we have our wonderful publicist barbara uh, papa george but i mean other than that we 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 do everything ourselves you know recording chris mcclernan is uh produces uh, and mixes mm -hmm. everything we we all record, you know, in our studios. Like I said, I direct and and edit videos. That's what I because that's what I do. I'm a director, 
and I'm an editor. So okay. um, I do all the videos and Chris does the music end of it, you know, and we all write together and it, it's, it's beautiful. It works out really nice and no one's stressed. It's very, it's such a, it's so different than the rest of our bands. It's like, everybody's like, ah, oh, cool. Sounds good. You know, yeah. and, and we're excited again. You know, it's exciting. Sure. Now, now with, with the excitement for it, does that mean that you're going to try and take it, you know, to the road once, once everybody's allowed to take it to the road? Because yeah. obviously the last time you're on the road, you got pretty beat up and I know you haven't yeah. forgotten that, you right. know? I'm, I'm um, sure you don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a good question because it's something that Chris and I talk about because we're we're um, uh, probably the ones that don't want a tour per se. Okay. I'm not saying we we, we wouldn't, but um, we have a running thing because Chris Chris said to me, "Well, you know, one of my good friends, he's the guy that created the hologram for Tupac." I was like, well, oh. can you get, can you order two more then? I'll take one. And, uh, you know, cause, uh, I, I want to sit on the couch. I'll let the right. young kids do it. Um, but we have a, we have a guy in our band, Sean, who we love to death. He's 49. He's the baby, right? Okay. We're, we're a bunch of old bastards. Other than right. That. Um, and, and he's, he's gung ho, you know, oh, hey, let's play a show. Let's do this. And his, he has a band called voltage head. That's really great. And he's, he works nonstop. Okay. Um, so, but I don't really know what we're going to do, to be honest with you. And 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 it really, it's something that we're, what I love about this is we can make that decision when the time comes. We're going to do everything we can to get the music out because we want people to hear it. Um, and if it warrants a tour, well, then we'll talk about it then. No one's against it, but, you know, I uh, <laughs> I, I like home. I like, I like well, the couch, you know. <laughs> and, and, and you've come far enough along that you don't want to go out and play for 22 people in no. the middle of the winter or something, you know? Yeah, God, no, no, we don't want to do that. If it, look, if it was a nice tour and everybody says the same thing, but in sure. our case, it's like we have between the five of us, we have 150 years of experience in this business. So we are, you know, we're not as quick to jump into something, but we will play some shows. I know we're going to, because okay. I think the songs are really cool and I like to play them live. Look, I love playing drums. Let's get that straight. It's not about anything, but the the grind of a tour um, is something that uh, that, like you said, it is. Like I think about the last tour, and I know it's the last tour, and I did a lot of things wrong in that tour regarding like getting ready for it. Like mm -hmm. I should have worked out, uh, even though I, I mean that tour was I wasn't drinking, I wasn't doing anything. It was just that my body, you know. Uh, although I, I laugh because Jakey is like one of the greatest humans on the planet, outside of being like one of the greatest guitar players to ever play, pick up a guitar. He's such a wonderful human. And our ritual, our pre-show ritual is like, hey, man, pass me that uh, pass me that ace bandage. Yeah. Hey, you got any of that Bengay? Hey, let me get some of that cream, would you? You know, so we're, we're in the back just laughing, getting ready for a, sh a show, just putting on stuff where in the old days it was like, hey, pass me a line of that blow, would you? You know, like, right. hey, give me that. And it's a little different now. So um, I think that if I were to tour, I'd have to really figure out a way to do it where my body didn't fall apart, you know? Right. Because it's like, I'm like Benjamin Buttons going the different way. That's my <laughs> problem. So. Sure. Well, well, Phil, um, you know, obviously, man, you've had, you've had rough experiences on the road. And anybody seen Waking Up Dead it certainly yeah. knows that. And um I'm I'm always curious when when people get clean and and bravo to you for getting clean, man. I know yeah. 
especially from watching Waking Up Dead. I know how hard <laughs> that was, you yeah. know. But does does the thought of going out on the road? I don't want to say scare you because I know it doesn't scare you, but yeah. does it does it intimidate you somewhat now? Because you spent so much of your life doing it in a way that you can look at very clearly, you more than anybody, you can look at yeah. a DVD of your own life and say, yeah, that's fucked up. That's not what I want to be anymore. Right. But that's what I did always when I was on the road. Right. Yeah. Well, the last tour with Jake was one of those tours that, like I said, it was completely sober. No, no women. No, nothing. I mean, it was like we played. And and it was it was interesting because Jake... Is an incredible player and and as as a boss he's wonderful too but we i want to play great for him you know like i want to play great for the fans because you know because if i'm having a bad day that's not the fans fault you know if my leg hurts not the fans fault so i always gave a thousand percent and i think on the last tour that hurt me because i wasn't able to heal you know so it almost like aggravated an injury where now I'm not concerned about drugs. I'm not concerned about chicks and none of that stuff. I, that we're way past that. I mean, we're talking about 20 years ago, you know? Um, uh, what I'm more concerned about is just health and being, you know, able to, uh, one, be healthy as a human and not hurt myself, but two, give the fans a show. Look, they, they you know, in, 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 right now in this day and age where it is going to be a hot ticket when we're able to tour again, you know, once... COVID is, 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 is calmed down a bit and we're able to go out. Uh, even today, they have the protocols that you're going to do a show. If, if all the fans have to go and get tested and do all those crazy things to get into a show, well, we got to be great. You know, like right. we have to make it so that it was worth every minute that they spend, you know, getting tested and being, making sure that they're okay and, and going by the guidelines so they can get into a show. So, um, and I just want to make sure I'm able to do that. You know, so and 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 with Jake, it was an, a ninety-minute show, and it was all nine. It was ninety minutes I played because I had a drum solo. I had all those things. So I just want to be make sure that one, I'm healthy, but two, that I'm healthy enough that you know the fans can really get a get get their bang for the buck because you know tickets are all so expensive these days too. Like everything's going up. You know, everyone everybody suffered. Not only the fans, the bands, the promoters, the venues. Everybody everybody suffered. So um, so to me. I take a live show, not, I don't take it lightly, you know? So if we're going to put one on and I was, I was, I was in an interview yesterday with uncle Ted and uncle Ted, man, he's, he's talking about music and, and he is talks about his fans and how he, how he puts his time into the shows and it's all about playing and stuff. And he's very, I love uncle Ted, man. He's, he's one of those guys that, that, that man, he, what you see is what you get. And you can right. agree or disagree with politics. Who gives a shit? We're talking right. about music. Like, and, and this is a guy that loves music and is grateful for music. And, and I took a lot just listening to him talk yesterday. I was just like, man, this guy is 75 fucking years old and right. still kicking ass like he's 18. You know, right. talking about getting getting kicked off the tour with Jimi Hendrix because because he, you know, he played, Ted played his guitar first, like with, with his mouth and Jimmy was going to play after him. And he got pissed off because Ted did it. And I'm just sitting there with my head is exploding, listening to these stories. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe I don't have a problem. You know, maybe I'm a pussy if I'm, you know, hurt, hurting about, you know, my arm or my leg. But, um, but health wise, you know, I just have to be a hundred percent to do that. And uh, sure. we'll, we'll probably be out on the road at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know, sure. 
Will, will you, and I only say this because I, I've seen you in a couple of different bands, you've always been the the kind of the fan-friendly guy in whichever band yeah. you were in. You know, Absolutely. you were always the guy that finished your gig and jumped off the stage and shook hands and, you know, yeah. or would show up at the merch table and take every photo and do, you know, you always did yeah. all that stuff. We're obviously in a different world now, and especially now where you're you're older and health is much more of an issue with COVID and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah. Do you worry about that? Do you change how you how you interact with people, or are you just kind of gonna be like, "This is my gig, and this is what I do"? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not worried about it. I mean, I you know I'm taking the necessary precautions that I have to do. You know, I mean, but 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 nothing's a hundred percent. We know this. Um, and, and the bottom line is, is that, you know, we're performers. So, and, and again, goes back to the fan experience, you know, as a fan, you know, you want to be able to, you know, enjoy people and enjoy your favorite rock stars. And, you know, I told this story, um, uh, I, I actually wrote it. I wrote a short story about this, but when I first, when I was a kid back, I was probably like 17, 18, I believe, or around that time, maybe 19. I went to go see Def Leppard with Tesla, okay? okay? And I love Tesla. I love Tesla. I love Def Leppard. But I got to go backstage and meet Troy Laketa, the okay. drummer from Tesla. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge Troy fan. I was, you know, for years. And so I go back there, and I'm just a kid, an unknown kid. And I walk over to him, and I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm a big fan, and I want to be a rock star, too. And I, I play drums, and, you know, do you have any advice? And I, everything that a fan would ask me now, you know? And um, he gave me the time. He gave me such great respect. And sure. he was, and genuine respect. It wasn't like he was like, yeah, kid, shooing me along. Like we talked to the point where I was like, hey, Troy, you got other fans. You know, you might want to, right. you know. And uh, so, so we got done talking and I was walking out and he called me. He goes, hey, Phil, you know, good luck. I really hope, you know, everything happens for you, you know. And I was like, damn, if I become famous or become a rock star, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to always treat my fans like that. Sure. You know, because that was incredible. So now we fast forward like three years later and we're opening up for Tesla. Saigon Kick is. Right. Okay. So the first the first night, uh, Troy's up on the stage by my drums, checking out my drums. And I go over to him and I go, hey, Troy, I'm Phil. I played for Saigon Kick. And he's like, oh, man, I love the band. I go, uh, I, go I just want to thank you. And he goes, what? I go, well, you're not going to remember this, but, and right. I told him the story. And um, I said, I just really appreciate that you took the time. I said, from this that point forward, I treated my fans the same way. And that's mm -hmm. why, back to your question, I would still treat the fans that way because it's not, you know, there, it's, it, it's not the fans' fault. If we're there, we understand what is going on. And and whatever's happening in my day is not their fault, so they right. can't be penalized for that, you know. So um, will the meet and greets be shorter or whatever? I, I, you know, I haven't had one yet, so I don't know. But right. but I but I will uh, certainly take the time to speak and and talk to them and at least give them something, you know, like that that that's if, if that's the case. Um, because look, without the fans, we're not here. You know, what are we right. doing here? You're not sure. here. So, uh, so I appreciate everybody and, uh, you know, and anybody that knows me from with Facebook and stuff, it, it's, we, I just found this, this new algorithm software that eliminates inactive Facebook, uh, profiles, oh, wow. right? Okay. 
Okay. And I have 5,000 friends near Max on Facebook. And there are 3,000 inactive (laughs) profiles. Okay. So I'm deleting every one of them. I only can delete 500 a week or Facebook throws me in jail. So, um, but I'm going to get down to the, my, I, I named them. They're my, they're my love clan, my Facebook love clan. Cause new world love clan is, is something sure. off of Saigon kick song. Right, right. So they're my Facebook love clan. And I'm going to cater to a thousand or 2000 of these active friends that email me every day and comment, because I think it's about being personal again. And, and, oh. and, and a human is a human. Okay. Right. And, and when it comes to music, your race, your religion, your political views, I don't give a shit about. has nothing to do with music. We're going to play music because when you get into a concert and you look around, nobody's wearing anything that can tell, you know, like I see fans. I don't Mm -hmm. see, oh, that's a Republican section. Oh, that's a Democratic section. I don't see that. I see people enjoying music. So I tell people that are fighting with others, for one second, take a breath, forget about politics or religion, and go, what's your favorite band? And let's yeah. start there. Because if you're in the venue, you have one thing in common already. Whatever's on that stage. Start the conversation and the dialogue there. And I guarantee you're going to like each other a lot more than letting some some television tell you who you should like. Because exactly. I have a lot of great friends that are Republicans and Democrats. I'm a, I don't give a shit about that. Right. I'm an atheist. I don't care about, I have friends that are Christians. And who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, music. Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. And, you know, we, we talk about this all the time on the Classic Metal Show. It's, you know, up until 10, 12 years ago, did you even know anybody's politics or anything? No. I never knew any of it. What I knew no. was this guy didn't like Iron Maiden as much as I did. And this guy liked right. Tesla more than I did. You right. know, I, I mean, that's what I knew. And, and that and that was good enough. And yeah. when you came across issues that you disagreed on, what you do? You just didn't talk about them. Or you, just, you, 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 were, you were respectful and go, hey, yeah. I like Tesla a little more than Iron Maiden because of this. And right. but, but what you both love is music. Right, exactly. So you can come to a grant, like you can you can find you know a common ground when with, with politics today and everything that's going on today, no one can find a common ground because it's like either it's my way or fuck you. You know, right. and that's that's I mean that's dumb. I mean, well, you know, that that's I don't it's, know. It's, I don't I don't go by that. It's the ever-ending need to be right instead of to be to to just human. be human to be normal, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but yeah. that's another conversation. I really don't want to yeah. go into. Well, the spoiler the, for 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 all the fans and people out there that are watching. Yeah. Spoiler alert: You're not always right. right. I'm not always right. <laughs> I'm right. wrong most of the time, but I mean well, and I'm the first one that'll go. Hey, man, teach me. Sure. What do you know that I don't know? Because I would like to know. Because I don't want to be ignorant, and right. if you call me out as being ignorant and and I'm ignorant, well, I'll be the first one to say I'm sorry, because I was ignorant when I retired. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was wrong. I and like the and those are the consequences for being wrong. Um, and you know, being wrong does not make a bad person; it just makes it right. human. No. That's all. But yeah. saying you're wrong makes the good person to me. It's like admitting you're 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 like you learn that we learn that in the program though. I mean, it's like. Uh-huh. You know, you have to see your park. That's all. Sure. And 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 I, I think we have a the real the real pandemic is people not seeing their part in anything, and right. uh, and just and just loving thy neighbor. My God, man. It, yep. it's, we're humans for fuck's sake. We're yep. humans. That's it. And, 
if the saying goes something something to the effect of you never learn anything by being right. You only right. learn by being wrong. You only yes. learn by making mistakes. So right. you know, it's actually better to make the mistakes. It'll make you better, better at whatever you're trying to do. And listen to the other person, man. That's yeah. all. Just listen. If it's asinine, you know, look, yeah. you could say it is. Uh, but I have I've had long discussions with my friends that are that that would be I, I and, and not that it even matters. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I'm an independent. I'm an American. OK, all I care about is our country. That's it. Right. Like when it comes to anything, what's good for the country? And so when you have these conversations, I'm not I don't have a war with anybody. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, you know, look, I'm going to vote. And I'm not going to, you know, like I'm going to vote. And then if you, cause that's where that, just, just vote. It's cool, man. But, but to ruin friendships over shit. Yeah, and, and ironically on people who just don't give a shit about us, those yeah. are politicians. They don't give a shit no matter what side they're on. Amen. They, they do what they do and then they move on. Yeah. That's it. But we live here. We live right. in the time and we have a legacy. We have children. We have our name carries on. And I think that so many people are doing a disservice to themselves by not preserving their legacy. And I mean, I have kids. I've done a lot of shit in my time, okay? Sure. And, um, you know, a lot of it, I apologize for a lot of the stuff. But my kids are proud to carry the Verone name because I also, with that, will, you know, they, they know I have dignity and I see my part in things and all that shit. And I think that's what's most important, that it's not just about me anymore. Right. You know, we have kids and a family. You know, you got to go a little bit past, and that's the selfness of people. You know, people are selfish and you got selfless. Then I think that's the difference and, and respect. Sure. So, yeah, you know, uh, Phil, it, it, it's interesting, you know, that, that you are somebody that does apologize for different things that you've done in your past. And, and so much of your stuff has been public, you know, that you almost yeah. have to in a public way. Sure. I'm curious. I, I know that I know the Skid Row guys, Sabo and, and Rachel, really were not happy with you and they were very right. vocal online and, and I don't want to get into all that other than I'm more or less just curious. Have you been able to reach out to them and patch that up or, or yeah. is that one that just gets left alone or what? Well, I could tell you this. Um, I don't really know what happened to be honest with you. I don't remember the exact. They were mad about the movie. They were, they were, yeah. They were mad about the movie. That was, yeah, because I know they came online and they there was some stuff said. Yeah. And then I then I then I said some stuff because I was you know hot whatever. However, they said stuff that was defaming, so I sued them. Now that the worst part about that was is number one, I love those guys. Okay. Um, probably the best time I had in a band. Like honestly, I had such a great time, and I left the band not because of them for me i left it because i was unhealthy and i thought i was going to die and that was that's the truth huh. and um when i came and they they actually when i when i came out of rehab and i was alive and like okay this is cool uh i'm gonna gear my life now to healthy stuff they they had a drummer that wasn't cutting it and they asked me to come out and play and i was like of course i'm not gonna leave my brothers hanging but i did that sober as shit. uh right. nikki six was my sponsor luckily he's he's a sweetheart and Nikki was like talking me through shit while I was on the road because it was very tough for me. That was a tough one. Um, so to, when I when the movie came out and those guys were part of the movie and paid and everything, that, there was nothing that was weird about that. Right. I mean, they, they knew they were going to be in it and they got paid for it and all those other things. So when they started saying things, I, it was just it was more of 
just crushing. It was like betrayal. And like, I felt like, you know, it was like, these are my brothers. And um, so I sued them. And what that's something that's probably the was something that I just hated the most out of my, of my whole career is that I'd have to sue brothers to right. shut up for being on the internet, talking shit about stuff that was completely wrong and weird. Like I didn't even understand it. It was kind of, I was more blindsided. Right. Um, and I remember at one point, um, Rachel had, we have a mutual friend and she called me and goes, Ray, I just got the phone with Rachel. And he's like, just distraught that this whole thing is going down. And he, you know, he's, He's saddened by it. I'm like, all he has to do is reach out and call me. I said, number one, I take his call. Number two, he's my brother. And um, I would drop the suit in two seconds. All they need to do is call me and just go, what the hell? Just so we can go, what the fuck is going on here? Because I I was blindsided. Mm -hmm. Well, he never called me. So we went through the suit and I won. And um, and, uh, years later, I think it was like 2000 and. 17 my dad had just passed away and i i was i was just in that mode of like you know i'm just you know when when somebody close to you dies whether it's your father or your you know friends close friends you start thinking about death you know you're like man this is we can go at any moment you know Uh i mean bob saget the other day like i mean just out of nowhere you know these people you know we're getting older and life is a little more precious than we thought it was when we were kids you know um especially with covid you know, it's like my I've lost so many friends to COVID and, and it's it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. So t- these days, I so I reached out after my father passed away and I, 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 I got a hold of Snake and I go, dude, you know, I just want to say, like, I don't know what happened, but like we were brothers, you know, and these are the guys that I would take a bullet for. And these are guys that I know things about them that will go to the grave with me. I don't care who asked me. I, you know, they're going to the grave with me because that's that's the the sanctity. That's what you do, you know, in a band. And he immediately emailed me back and said, "Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry about all that too. Like, I just and I was like, I just wish none of that happened because it was terrible. Right. Now, then I saw Scott Hill, who I absolutely fucking adore. You sure. know, I saw him at a jam. And in LA, we're on the same jam together. We didn't play together. We were on the same that night. And I got to talk to him, you know, and I was like, this is great. And then sadly, we lost Johnny, but I've stayed friends with Johnny since I left the band. Mm -hmm. And sadly, we lost Johnny last year. And um, uh, which was brutal. You know, that 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 killed me. Uh, It 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 just killed me. It's crazy. And and then you start thinking again, like, what if snake were to pass or rage or like how am i going to feel about this and you know these are my brothers even though they haven't we haven't talked i haven't talked to rage you know it, it still would kill me you know like i don't have ill will towards anybody in that band i love that band i had such an, a great time and before i joined that band i knew them for 10 years they were my friends you know like i consider them friends rachel i don't know i asked snake i go why is rachel mad at me and he goes, I don't know. He just doesn't know. And right. I think it's got to the point where it's so long ago that instead of just saying, hey, man, let's be bros. Because we were in the same room together in Nashville only a short time ago. And he wouldn't even look my way. Uh, but I yeah. saw Rob Afuso and all my buddies and like, we're all friends, you know. And I don't know what it is with Rach. I, 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 I reached out and sent him a letter couple of years ago because you know and i don't know i i just don't know but i love those guys i adore them i had the time of my life in that band 
Sure. We, we like I I had every rock star dream was answered. Opening for Kiss, you know, uh, out on the road, uh, recording at Johnny Bon Jovi's house. Doc McGee is a manager. I mean, it was just a wonderful time. You know, sure. I can't say anything bad about that. There, I, there wasn't anything bad other than me doing drugs, which I stopped. And the only way to stop was to get out of the business, which I did for 10 years. You know, right. I didn't leave the band and go join a band. I, I just tried to save myself. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I would love to talk to Rachel again. He was my brother. You know, I, I it saddens me every day. It's like a bad breakup. Right. Or like or somebody just dying. Because it's like a guy that we shared so much stuff with. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, we did uh, Prunella Scales together. We recorded a couple of records together. You know, NASCAR. All the things. Right. That, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got into NASCAR, you know? Right. So it was like, it was all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. And uh, But I don't hold grudges like that. I, don't, I really don't. I, I really, especially this day and age, I think it's important that friends call a friend. And no matter what has happened, you can, nothing happened maliciously. Nobody did anything to anybody. It's kind of like nobody knows why. So why don't we just forget anything and just go, hey, man, clear the slate, move forward. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you know, man, it, it, in a weird way, I, I sort of went through something like this where I didn't speak to my parents and my brother for 12 years. You know, wow. I, I had I had that kind of a falling out as well. And I think what happens is the further you get, the yeah. harder it is to to bring it up, to actually right. venture back. And I know once I, once I personally went and brought it up, it was like, okay, well, you know, water under the bridge. Let's not, let's not re rehash it. I think people yeah. a lot of times are afraid that you're going to want to rehash something and, and it's easier to stay no. angry, you know, and it, it, it uh, kind of is, it's easier to stay angry. Well, it's, it's definitely, it's easy to stay angry. You're right. I think that's what I think that is the the reason why Americans and just humans in general are so mad these days. It's way easier to say fuck you to someone instead of just talk it out. Sure. You know, and and but to me it's like I don't need to talk it out. I you want to you know my documentary is going to celebrate the 30 years of drummer documentary is celebrating my time as a drummer, which is celebrating bands, all my bands. And Skid Row right. was a really some of the, like I said, some of the most fun, uh, I, I, I was just watching the uh, Making of Thick Skin, which was a, a DVD that we released, and the fun we had, and laughing, and all those things, it's like, I just really miss it. Um, and it, and it saddens me that we're not all friends, and, um, you know, at least civil, where you can go to a, 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 a an event, and, you know, you see them, you can hug them, and say, hey, and, you know, hey, man, good to see you, love you, whatever. You know, because that's important, you know, because tomorrow one of them could be gone. Johnny mm -hmm. is it like Johnny was in hospital for liver and then he was dead. Yeah. Like I didn't even get a chance to talk to him. He was I, you know, I couldn't talk to him. He was mm -hmm. gone, you know, um, and that's that's really that's that's hard. That's hard to sure. swallow because I don't you don't need to talk to someone every day to be their right. friend. Right. Mm -hmm. You it, but 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 when you call them or they call you, you got to be there for them and you pick it up right from right. where we left off. And um, and that's all I'm doing these days. You know, so, you know, Panic Boom. These are my friends. These are 35, yeah. 30 plus year friends that I love dearly. You know, like the I was watching the, 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 the Beatles documentary oh, and yeah. it, it was it blew me away. I spent more time in awe, crying, 
dealing with all these emotions of watching my favorite band in the world mm-hmm. write my favorite record of all time. Right. Right. And I'm amazed. And I saw a love between Paul McCartney and Lennon that I knew nothing about. They loved each other dearly. That band loved each other dearly. Sure. Breaking up, that has that doesn't matter. The love that they had was incredible and the respect. And that is something that Panic Boom has that is something I never really experienced, you know, full blast um, as, as I have now. But watching the Beatles, I'd said, you know, I would just go, God damn, that's just like me and Chris, like I, my bass player, like he's my best friend in the world. If something happens to him, I would, you know, I'd be devastated. Right. You know, that's how you got to feel. It's like a brother. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, and that's why I love the panic boom so much. And, and every one of these guys are wonderful humans that will give the time to fans that will give everything to the fans because that's, that's, we're respectful of them and music and we love music that much. So sure. You know. Definitely. Well, um, and obviously you've given us all a taste with, with revolution, the first video that's out yeah. there, it's out there on yeah. YouTube, people can get that. And, um, and the album comes out in the spring. Is that correct? We're, yeah, we're planning. What we're going to do here is, um, by the way, today everything is out on digital platforms: iTunes, okay. Spotify, everything. Uh, every place that carries music, it's on YouTube, okay. uh, uh, Amazon. So, um, what we're planning on doing? We have 14 songs written, so there, it's going to be a self-titled record. You know, all, everything's done as far as uh, you know, like the album covers, all that stuff. But we decided we're going to go singles first. Okay. And and um, so Chris, like I said, he produces and mixes. I do the videos. So we're shooting another video. Uh, excuse me, another video for um, uh, the next single, which is going to be um, more. You know, it's it's a hit oriented type of single that okay. I think people will dig. And uh, we're going to play. You know, go from there and see what happens. Which, like like I said, it's like we're not really putting dates on stuff. We're just going to organically let it come out. You know, and because no sure. one gives a shit really. Uh, you know, it's like, who cares? Yeah, it's going to be out this year. Uh, yes. You know, sure. but we go through right now, we're putting stuff out through our band camp. So if you go to panicboomband.com, that's our website and that'll have links to everything. So you can go to our, you know, our band camp or, you know, whatever. And and then, of course, I'm also putting our song whip links in there. So that'll take you to everything that that is playing uh, Panic Boom. So the fans go to panicboomband.com dot com and uh you'll be uh, you'll be sick of us because everything will be on there so <laughs> very good no problem. Oh, yeah one more time the band is panic boom it is panic a, boom panic boom panic right. boom not planet boom panic <laughs> boom. you know and, and and make sure you check it out it's a cool song the, the song i've heard is a cool one i'm sure the rest of them are as well and um phil as always it's fun chatting with you man and thanks for jumping in on um chris aiken thanks chris man anytime Anytime. I, I hope I'll, I'll be back for the next single. Let's do that. Doors always open, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. MyHappyDesires.com Visit us at MyHappyDesires.com and add some toys to your toy box.
Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. MyHappyDesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com